welcome to Golden Beer Talks, our second episode. We appreciate you all coming tonight. Our next meeting will be the 10th of December. The speaker is somewhat of a mystery as of now, but he or she will be magnificent. And our probable brewery is Cannonball Creek. Our speaker tonight is Finn Newson. Newson, the K is pronounced, the D is not. Uh, he was originally from Denmark and has been in the brewing industry for 40 years. As an international consultant, he has worked for Keyboard, Rainier, Mondavi Winery, Molson, Carlsberg, and Coors. He's a chemical engineer. And now he's just doing international consulting, mostly by Skype when he can. And by playing when he cannot. It is my pleasure to announce Thank you. So, you can hear I cannot see the job. I have to move on. <laughs> so, anyway, the reason for this talk is I have given it several times to the Rotary Clubs, and that's the reason why I'm here, because Bob has heard about it. And um, over the years, I've been starting research and development. Most people find in the, you know, the business development. But one of the things which actually we are looking at or the hangover syndrome. You don't know anything about hangover, right? No. No. So we started working on that both at Molson, at Coors, and whatever now to find out what is there. And we work with Harvard and, and Hopkins and some other universities in Europe. So after 25 years working on that, uh, also learned a lot about human health, and that's very you know, very important topic in the world. So I thought this is something I've done over the years, and it'd be fun to share with a lot of people. Talk about it. Nobody believes it, but <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> but you know, if you enjoy beer and uh, whether or not I think this is an important part of life. I don't know whether you can see it. I have my own consulting company. I'm not a millionaire, don't worry. I just do this for fun. <laughs> so, in health, you know, you can stand and look at the grass and whatever you not, and you never know whether it's something you can talk about. So, the presentation will give you some information about what here and the health benefits. Inviting to it, and it's not often known because people, even though they have consumed it for more than 6,000 years um, and been part of the daily food intake, or have not, people still don't know it. They just think you sit at a bar and you drink a lot of beer and then everything's fine. And you solve the world's problems one time at a time. So, anyway. Some other stuff, and uh, 
a lot of water, so you don't need to bring all this water all the time. It's 92%, 92%. The more the body is the solar here, and um, typically uh, the hops are the spice and the bitter flavors. And then the yeast changes the sugars into alcohol, which some of us enjoy. And corn and other apples, you know, to take the food and the butterflies and things like that, they are like the cooked or the corn. So I'm not going to go through the brewing process, you probably all know about it. You know, you have your brew vessels, uh, basically mashing, and uh, you have an olive tongue or a mash filler, and then you go into the water table where you boil it with the hops. And then you take the true bar, which is basically protein and polyphenols. Then you go into the fermenters, put some yeast in there, you know, you fill it down, and then after a couple of weeks or four weeks or six weeks, depending on what you're doing, you basically package it one way or the other. Gets bottles, cans. If you're smart and you can get on a VIP tour for four, you can probably take it right off the filter. That's the best place. Does it make you fat? You know, I have actually. This is what you always get. Get the question of that, and you cannot really get fat from inviting to it. It's impossible. Um, I've been, you know, being in the industry for 50 years, but um, anyway, if you just a fast comparison, if you had a 12 ounce of beer, skin milk. Soft drink or two glasses of red wine, just to compare. Here, regular beer, 137 calories, and very precise, mind you. <laughs> Skin milk, 128, so two close. 2% milk, 173. And then soft drink, 142. And then red wine, two glasses, 44 calories. That relates, of course, back to your alcohol. So I always say, do you want the skin milk or do you want the beer? <laughs> <laughs> and carbohydrates, before I go into all these details, I'm not going to go through that. You can find my uh, presentation here on, the, on my website. And you're welcome to download it. It's, it's available to anyone. Oh, let me just go back. Um, so American lager, premium lager, you can see what the carbohydrates are, you know, down here, and then you compare that to, you know, the cornflakes, uh, size of bread, medium size apple, 19, you know, if you compare to all these, it's uh, more carbohydrates, and the teaspoon of sugar, you know, so you can, you can take it from there. But it's pretty revealing when you start comparing the numbers. You're welcome to interrupt in between. It's time for a beer now, right? So, beer and health. Why is beer healthy? Um, let's look at some of the research results. So, fiber. You can just take that. Some people are very interested. Three beers a day, 
Then you go to your kidneys, you know, one year they can reduce your risk of kidney stones from about 40%. I guarantee you, how have you never heard of romance that had a kidney stone? Then you go to the protein and three years of age heart products 10% of your baby needs. B vitamins, because we're interested in that, and we should compare. Niacin B3, 16 in beer, you can read the red ones, 17% B2, 17% B6, and folate, B9, 10 to 45, depending on the beer, B5 is about 8%, and biotin, 57, 17%. So just going back, you know, you can sort of compare that to red wines. So I don't know how many wines I need. Mean, Osteoporosis and no. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm coming to that. Yeah, I'm coming to that. I know you're very excited. <laughs> So, uh, low bone mineral density here is the best source, source of the silicon in the diet. And what is, what is that to do between beer consumption and healthy bone? Uh, I will tell you my wife is very healthy bone. <laughs> so, silicon is most important to make a strong bone mineral density. And it's also incidental to osteoporosis. Now all of these data are coming from the universities, so it's, I'm not trying to make it up. And, and if you go on my website, you get all the different uh, references, so you can actually double check and make it up. So basically, if you, if you compare beer contribution, of course, rank number one, and this was in farming from U.S., bananas number two. White bread number three, cold seal number four, and coffee number five, believe it or not. And beans and lentils down below. So anyway, you can enjoy music. Okay, so. so we're going to continue here. Holy acid, food sources, if you compare. One liter of beer, that's three beers. Tomatoes, 300 grams. Potatoes, 150. Milk, one liter, the same. And uh, broccoli, 50 grams. Okay, there's a lot of data here. Uh, then you go into the heart diseases, and um, that is where, you know, this feel really good for you. Yes, it is. And conservative, basically 10% of the folic acid. Intake if you drink a beer. Uh, moderate beer consumption is promoted according to the medical studies. So, uh, again, here one liter, three beers a day, very positive effect of an increase in consumption in your blood. Then we get to the antioxidant properties. Here you go, you're ready for it. <laughs> so, you have flavonoids. 
And that is sort of into the point where electric consumption, about all they say, one to two times grains per day, is where you could be in order to have the best benefit. <laughs> this is research. I can only report research. People with moderate alcohol consumption are much healthier and live longer than people who are abstinent or people drinking excessively. And then the potential risk of stroke, heart disease, high blood pressure, Alzheimer's disease, and a reduction in the risk of kidney stone function. And finally, Abstinence or abstainers are in the same risk group as me drinking five to six drinks per day. Did you get it? <laughs> so, anyway, a helpful way to go to is you guys be one liter a day for men and soy ladies half a liter a day for you. <laughs> and the reason for that is the alcohol. Yeah. Are you going to I don't know what the first one is. It would actually reduce the mortality ten to twenty percent if you're in that category. And also, if you look improve the quality of life by reducing your cardiovascular risk factors, lowering your harmful LDL. You raise the protective HDL and lower your raised blood pressure. You have all the reacts out there. And then there are neutral in terms of weight. Here's low calories, as you know. And now you know. And then reducing the, uh, what can I say, hyperhemocysteine neotype risk factor and the table effect on the blood sugar levels. And finally, regulating the estrogen deficiency in women and stress reduction, most likely, and responding to stress. Am I hitting you hard here? I'm sorry. <laughs> so, the above factors actually lead to a reduction of coronary diseases of 30 to 60 percent, and the myocardial effect. 20-40%, stroke on average 20%, and apart from that, we have made a whole series of components valuable from the legal standpoint if people need to have. I've given this presentation down at the uh, target and the uh, height because they wanted wine all the time. They said, ah, it's something called beer. <laughs> And beer is the only drink alcoholic beverage containing alcohol. Maybe another one. So, what else did we say here? Yeah, that's the other important part. There's a strong effect on the recycle. Hops also contribute many polyphenols and polyphenols, which is anti-inflammatory, anti-allergic, and so forth. So you just go through it. And then again, you know, the substances, magnesium, magnesium, trace elements, vitamins, 
and so forth. You cannot advertise that according to the field. Unfortunately. But you know, the research is there. So, that's actually a uh, you know, what do we call it? <laughs> so wine contains twice the amount of the alcohol is more beer, so that's toxic. Don't increase much faster than you can find beer. And in addition, the moderate alcohol, we never heard about a person drinking this kind of glass of beer. I mean wine. So it's the same. In addition to the moderate alcohol content, beer can be tolerated because of much better beer. And then again, the variability of the compounds present in beer is balanced in terms of the nutritional uh, physiology that makes it more effective than other beverages, food, wine, etc. Okay. Beer consumed with meal contains enjoyment and promotes digestion. and improving the responsiveness and reaction to 
external stimulation, external reduction in stress, as well as antidepressants. How is that? Did you know that athletes, not just like all of us, drink on average more beer than non-athletes? And 92% of the top athletes drink beer before the event and 52 after the event. Marathon runners claim that beer is the only drink that you tolerate after lunch. <laughs> and what are the reasons for that? Well, there is a reason for it. After the sport, the strain of blood sugar levels decreases to lactic acid, actually increases and the blood pH drops. So, water. If drinking water after exercise, the blood sugar levels will stay low even after 25 minutes of recovery. Lactic acid level drops and pH increases. And then blood can gain a lot of oxygen, but can release a little. And the basis part of the system goes up in the heart. So, now we come to the beer. After Sporting strain, the blood sugar level decreases, the lactic acid increases, and the blood pH drops. So, beer will actually elevate the sugar levels significantly. The lactic acid has dropped, pH is less elevated, and the gain of the basis process is less increased, and oxygen transfer between blood and tissue is facilitated. So, if you go out hot summer day and you can cut the lawn and do a lot of exercises, that's the time you do it for the day. If you drink water, it sort of cools you off. It cools you off. So that's the reason for it. And uh, again, here, the muscle regeneration and exercise is basically recognizable. And what does he say here? Beer will change the world. I don't know how, but it will. <laughs> so the research confirming that Hofmeister, Professor Hofmeister, probably German somewhat, has calculated that if a European beer drinker stop drinking, consider that there would be an increase in cardiovascular disease. A decrease in life expectancy about two years, and a decrease in beyond happiness. <laughs> this is official reasons. <laughs> so some of the key points. Beer is the oldest beverage in the world. Beer has culture and tradition. Beer has a real positive effect on Physical well-being, physical psychological well-being, social well-being. So we all have it. It is recommended for adults, and, and being a European, adults are 18 plus, as we don't report in years to enjoy beer on a regular daily basis and increase alcohol 
Everybody knows that. Don't bring it back. In summary, fear is healthy. Fear is good for you. Fear adds value to your health. Fear is actually cheap. <laughs> and fear with evil brown color and higher top chances are not here. And fear is fun and in so many places and many more than one. Just unbelievable. And here's a little special reference. If you can read it, it's important. So they say it's good for your health to drink five beers daily. And who are they? Oh, it's tight and lit for players. Now, just to give you an idea, these are some of the references you can take a look at. It. And beer is a food that God loves us. He wants us to be happy. My wife and myself. <laughs> and that's the presentation. <laughs>